Chapter Fourteen of Remodeled Farmhouses by Mary H. Northand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. Chapter Fourteen Willowdale. Should you chance to run across an old farmhouse that shows good interior woodwork, do not carelessly pass it by for such houses are not easy to discover. You must realize that when restored it will be much more attractive than one with a plain mopboard and narrow cornice. Woodwork was not of the colonial type in the earliest houses. It was used merely as a wall covering and was called wainscot, the same as it is today. This was because the paneling was originally made from wainscot oak, which was well-grained and without knots. Differing from that in nineteenth-century houses, it was put on the walls vertically, the boards being rough and wide. It must be remembered that in those days trees had not been felled to any extent, and the giants of the forest provided the best of lumber for this purpose. These boards were either lapped or put together with tongue strips. Later on we find interiors where they were laid horizontally, like those of a century or more ago, and instead of being plain boards, were well finished. Wainscot is an inheritance from our early ancestors for in the manor houses in the mother country there is wonderful woodwork, used not only for wainscot, but for other parts of the interior finish. White pine, which at that time grew abundantly in our native woods, was employed for interior as well as exterior purposes, this being more especially true in the northern and eastern parts of the country where it was more plentiful. It has generally been conceded that this wood was the best on account of its wearing properties, and as it did not show figure in either the grain or markings. It was often called cheese-like, and for this reason was preferred by wood-carvers and cabinet-makers for their art. The wainscot was used until about the time of the Revolution, and not until a later period were the walls plastered. It has never lost its popularity and is found in many twentieth-century houses. It is generally shown in panelled effects which came into vogue much later than the plain board period. This woodwork was generally in the lower story where more time and thought were given to interior finish. Very rarely is it found in the chambers, and then only in the better class of houses. Wainscot is not the only interior woodwork used. We often find whole walls finished in panelled wood, and fireplaces with a simple frame in panelled effects. Many of these old fireplaces showed a wooden shelf only, while later on, in the early part of the nineteenth century, fine carvings were included. 
occasionally we run across a mantle of this kind in an old farmhouse but it is very rare it would be out of place for the house owner to introduce a mantle of this kind no matter how attractive in some types of old farmhouses it would not be in keeping with the style and while handsome and graceful in design would be incongruous even in remodeled surroundings door frames as well as the wainscot betoken the age of the house for in the earlier ones doors are perfectly plain in finish elaboration in design of paneling and wood carving coming into play at a little later period cornices widened and also became more elaborate as house building progressed and a century after the first wainscot was used we find them sometimes several inches in width and showing different motives such as the egg and dart these also are rarely found in an old farmhouse for it must be remembered that our early ancestors had little time to think out elaboration in the interior finish of their homes which were built solely as shelters in the reproductions of today the wide boards are not easy to find unless they are taken from some old house one of the most valuable boards is the pumpkin pine which is now rarely found having disappeared from the new england forest long ago fortunate is the house owner who discovers this wood in his old farmhouse for it is found only in the very oldest buildings the softness of the wood and the great width of the boards distinguish it from the white pine in sixteen ninety five on the shores of cape cod not far from catalmet a small farmhouse was built with four rooms downstairs and two rooms and an unfinished attic above it was the home of one of the early settlers and stood facing the highway a simple unpretentious dwelling of no particular design and incongruous architecture although it had been substantially built it had been abandoned for many years and was in a most dilapidated condition originally the water came nearly to its door but the shoreline gradually had receded so when first discovered the little building stood with its back to the road and its face to the bare meadows like other houses of this early period it was guiltless of paint and its weather-beaten sides showed the wear and exposure of many years conflict with the elements to transform this house into a summer home equipped with accommodations adequate for a modern family was a difficult problem the proportions of the exterior were good but so simple that in order to extend the original quaint outline of the house without marring it the additions had to be made with unusual care the first step was to carefully study the period for correct remodeling and to lay out the five acres of grounds to balance the house and preserve symmetry of detail 
a driveway starts at the entrance where on a high pole swings a shield-like sign with a red background and showing the name of the house willowdale in white the estate is defined by a fence and the house in its remodeled state is attractively located on rising land many feet back from the main highway a hundred years after the house was built a new highway was opened at the rear thus the front or south side was wholly screened from observation and it was here that the new owner decided to lay out his garden it is enclosed by a high fence painted white with latticed panels stained green at the end a summer house was erected whose axis is the central path of flat stepping stones that leads to the quaint porch entrance its three outer sides extend beyond the fence and command a broad view of the picturesque shore territory the garden proper is of the old-fashioned type in conformity with the old-time atmosphere of the estate and the same sorts of flowers thrive in the trim beds that bloomed no doubt in the first owner's garden trailing vines conceal the fence outlining this plot from view the only distinctive modern touch and yet one quite in harmony with the quaintness of the grounds is a large crystal gazing bowl this reflects in its luminous surface the nodding heads of the flowers the floating clouds the children dashing past or the still loveliness of the summer sunset which preludes the night the original house had been substantially built and while appearing dilapidated few of the shingles needed replacing even after two hundred years wear in the interior comparatively few repairs were necessary paint and paper being the principal requisites additions had to be made to secure the needed room and the first problem was to arrange these to conform with the original quaint outline the old part was of the old farmhouse type low of build to the right a wing was built to contain three bedrooms and a bathroom and to balance this a broad covered veranda was added at the left behind this at the rear quarters for the kitchen servants hall and chambers were thrown out there was need of more light for the second floor rooms in the old building so dormers were inserted in the deep pitched roof at the front the exterior was then painted dark red with a white trim following the style of the first painted houses whether the red was used for economy's sake or not is a question but it probably was and proved most appropriate yellow was the next coloring used which is shown by the fact that it is sometimes found with red underneath the white paint came into vogue still later over the front door a small porch was built which was in strict keeping with the period 
trellises were erected at one side of the house for rambler roses and vines that would break the plain solid effect of the shingled surface an old-fashioned well was boxed in at the rear of the kitchen entrance and furnishes drinking water for the family the old chimney was retained so that the fireplaces could be used when the house was first built there were two rooms at the front and at the rear a kitchen kitchen bedroom and a dairy the three small rooms were thrown into one large room which is now used as a dining room when the plaster was scraped off from the ceiling it was found that there were hand-hewn beams underneath in such a good state of preservation that they were left uncovered giving to the new apartment a distinctive touch it was then discovered that the house had been built around a tree for a substantial oak with its roots deep in the ground and its large trunk still shouldering the roof beam was disclosed underneath the old paper was found fine wood panelling which was scraped and painted white next the fireplace was opened and proved to be eight feet wide with a swinging crane at the back this was restored to its original size and a square brick hearth was laid the old floors were replaced by new ones and the entire room was given the tone of the period rag rugs are laid on the floor and all the furniture represents seventeenth-century pieces at one end of the room is the dining table and at the farther side large french windows hung with chintz open on to a vine-clad veranda the parlor which opened from the dining-room was covered with many layers of dirty wallpaper when these were removed it was discovered that there was a very fine wainscoting in one corner was a three-cornered cupboard with a panelled door underneath the fireplace was opened up and when the room was painted it developed into one of the most charming rooms in the house the panelling was painted just off the white and the walls were hung with soft gray paper with tiny pink flowers making the color scheme of the room gray and pink this was carried out in all the furnishings the chintz used for cushions and the hangings harmonizing with these tones instead of having all the furniture of the colonial period comfortable willow chairs were introduced in order to give the light airy touch that makes a summer home distinctive this is a large livable room well lighted by many windows and looking out upon the lawn and the garden the hallway is of the plain simple type which was so common in the oldest houses the walls are covered with a reproduction of an old-time landscape paper and the passage forms the division line between the old sitting-room and the dining-room this dining-room is now used as a chamber it is large and sunny with a wide open fireplace 
it is furnished with an ampere bed and shows everything that would have been found in the early days in a chamber of this kind even to the spirit lamp that stands on the high mantel the warming pan beside the generous fireplace the oval mirror and the wooden cradle with its hand-woven blanket where now sleeps a twentieth-century baby on the second story the rooms have been remodeled and show the same good taste which prevails all through the house the unfinished attic has been plastered papered and converted into two bedrooms which are equipped with the old-time furnishings and are used primarily as guest rooms the gable windows make them light and airy and at the same time afford a charming glimpse of the garden heavy with the fragrance of the sweet-smelling blossoms much as it was two centuries ago willowdale is one of the most comfortable and well appointed of the many remodeled houses that are found in new england it is the possession of such a quantity of fine old woodwork that has given the house its distinctive atmosphere though this has been preserved and heightened by the good taste of the present residents who have succeeded in making it a most livable dwelling every room is well lighted and well ventilated yet the house maintains in its renovated state all the quaintness and charm of a seventeenth-century home it is a fine example of how an old house can be remodeled with little trouble and expense and how the old and new can be combined harmoniously end of chapter fourteen